Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Wednesday, everyone. We have been trying to answer the question, What child is this? This is the question posed by the carol. Who was this child that was born in Bethlehem? And we have been trying to answer this by looking at four perspectives, the perspectives of those that were there at his birth. The first perspective we've looked at is the palace perspective, and this is the view of Herod. He saw the baby as a king, and he was. But he wasn't the king of a natural kingdom. He was coming to establish a spiritual kingdom that would rule over the hearts and lives of men and women. And now we're looking at the prophetic perspective, the second perspective. And it is the perspective of the angels. And they announced was the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus grew up, and through his ministry, he claimed to be the Son of God. And over the last couple of days, we've gone through the different portions of Scripture where the people reacted to this, and they asked him questions concerning it. They were puzzled. They couldn't understand how the Christ, the Son of the living God, would be a man, and how he would be born as a baby and grow up as a man, and yet still be God. But this was exactly what Jesus claimed that he was. Now, he was arrested on the basis of this. And we find in Matthew 26 what occurred when he was brought before the high priest and what happened. Let's read in verse 63. But Jesus kept silent, and the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, It is as you said. Now, this is probably the clearest that Jesus ever was in claiming to be the Son of God. He was silent most of the time. But when the high priest put him under oath by the living God to tell them if he was the Christ, he said, It is as you said. He claimed to be the Christ, the Son of the living God. It says in verse 65, Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have of witnesses? Look, now you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and said, He is deserving of death. Then they spat in his face and beat him, and others struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy to us, Christ. Who is the one who struck you? In other words, if you really are the Christ then you should know which one of us is hitting you as you're blindfolded here. Do you see the reaction of the people? Jesus was put to death because he claimed to be the Son of God. According to the palace perspective of Herod, he was a king and he was crucified because he was the king of the Jews. That was the sign over the cross. But the Jews crucified him because he proclaimed to be God. This baby, as incredible as it seems, was the Christ, the Son of the living God. He was the God-man, 
After the flesh, he was just flesh. But after the spirit, he was almighty God. So, what is this child? What is your view of this child? Some people feel, well, I just don't accept him as being divine, but he he was a great teacher. He was a great man. He was probably the best man that ever lived on the earth, but I don't think he's divine. C.S. Lewis picked up on this viewpoint, and he said, it's impossible that Christ would be a good man and not be divine, because he said he claimed to be God. And he said, because he claimed to be God, he's either a lunatic, a liar, or he's Lord. He said if he thought he was God and he wasn't, well, then he was a lunatic. He'd be no different than someone who's claiming to be Napoleon or some other great figure. And then he said if he knew he wasn't the Son of God and claimed to be, well, then he'd be a liar. He'd be deceitful. Why would we trust anything that he would say if he would lie about who he was? He said the only other option is he was exactly who he said he was the Son of God. And he said, in that case, he's Lord. He went on to say, Christ has not left us the option to believe that he's a good man, but not divine. He either was who he said he was, or he was a lunatic or a liar. I've settled in my mind that this Jesus that was born was the Son of God. As incredible as it may sound, it's the only thing that makes sense. One of the disciples of Jesus, John, wrote in chapter 20 and verse 30, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that believing you may have life in his name. I'm so glad that I have believed that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And as a result of that believing, I've received his life. And I'm part of his church. I'm part of his kingdom. Have you believed? I challenge you to. I challenge you to look at the evidence. These things that are written about him, they point us to the right conclusion. That Jesus was exactly who he said he was. He was the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, let's now go on and look at the third perspective, the people's perspective. What did the ordinary person who lived at the time of Jesus think about his birth? We're going to find this perspective by looking at what the shepherds thought about Jesus. Here's what the scripture tells us about it. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 8, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, 
Let us now go down to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, that the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. So we see that the announcement was made to shepherds, the common people of the day. If we could bring a shepherd back, if we could ask him, what was your experience? What did you see? What would he say? Well, I think he might say something like this. Why me? Why did this most amazing thing happen to me? How can I begin to describe it? That whole night was incredible and has changed my life forever. Before, I thought of myself as just a shepherd. I felt looked down upon by most people as the lowest of society. I was excluded from most of what happened in the temple and I couldn't even imagine myself approaching the rich people in the town. I viewed myself as unimportant and having no great significance in life. I felt myself forgotten, even by God. But that all changed that night. Can you imagine it? Angels, angels appeared to us. They could have come to anyone, but they came to us. We were important. We mattered to God. He sent angels to tell us that a Savior was born in Bethlehem that he would forgive us of our sins and bring peace upon the earth. They went on to tell us that he had just been born and where we could find him. We left immediately to go to him. When we arrived at the place, it was just as the angels told us. The baby was so beautiful, and he he was just like us. He wasn't born in a palace, but in a sheep stable. And he was wrapped in ordinary cloths, lying in a manger. We were in awe that one having such a humble beginning would be the Savior of the world. Suddenly, we realized that this one came not just to save the wealthy and the religious, but to save everyone, even shepherds like us. We knelt down immediately and worshipped him. Since that day, I have never been the same. I have a new purpose in life. Oh, I'm still a shepherd, but I don't feel unimportant anymore. I know now that I was chosen to meet the Savior. And my mission is to tell him and how he changed my life. The perspective of the shepherds was that the baby was a Savior. That's what the angels told them. There was a Savior born. You see, the palace perspective was that he was a king. The prophetic perspective was that he was divine. He was the Christ, the Son of the living God. But the people's perspective was that there was a Savior born who would save them 
from their sins. You see, each one of these perspectives were important, and they all dovetailed together for one purpose. You see, the first perspective was that he was a king, and he was coming to set up a spiritual kingdom to rule over the hearts and souls of men and women. But in order to do that, he had to first save them from the penalty of their sin. And how was that accomplished? No natural man can save us. It would have to be the Son of God. It would have to be someone who was pure and righteous and was worthy and yet could identify with us. Be a man. Be a God-man. And so all of these perspectives fit together in one. He was the Christ, the Son of the living God, coming to save us so that he could rule and reign over our lives. Well, we're just getting started in this, but we will continue tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.